Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Conversations, where we look at the intersection of relationships, faith, and leadership. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark. And I'm Christian Harden. We're so glad you joined us. All right. Welcome back for another episode of Coffee and Conversations. Christian, it's so good. I know we've got a new rhythm in this new year. We Um, do. It's not been two a month. It's not been two a month. It's been (laughs) monthly. And we've been able to sustain that. So far. So that's good. Yeah. But uh, we're also going to switch up some other things, which we're excited just to get some um, fresh ideas and ways of um, hosting our guest, really. That's right, yeah. So we've done more of like, hey, tell us your story. Yeah, it was coffee and interview. It was coffee and interview, less conversation. But we're going to focus on some of the things that really kind of earmark our guest and make them what I believe is unique and kind of their focus of life and um, how I've really connected with some of them. And so that's what we're going to uh, kick off today with our our interview with our guest. I'm so yeah. excited. Jandra Brewer. Whoop, whoop. Now, wait, we had another brewer on here, didn't we? Brent Brewer. Yeah. Brent. Probably, I mean, the lesser half. Would you say, Jandra? No. Not by a long shot. Oh, I love Brent. So, met Brent as a student at Johnson University. Yeah, um, I actually think it was Johnson Bible College at the time. JBC. But uh, yeah, he was teaching uh, the missions classes that every freshman had to take, and uh, it still is, I think, to I, a large it's part. It's true. I go there tw- uh, twice a year yeah. to talk to freshmen. To recruit students. Yep. Which is great. But um, yeah, come to find out, he was he was hiding the, the best kept secret of the Brewer clan, Yeah, which was his wife. It's been a lot of fun to connect with her. Um, last semester really was a deep dive in relationship with her and our staff. Yep. As weekly, she led our spiritual development. Yeah. Um, our staff meeting took a big turn of, hey, let's just focus on being full, um, going out and doing hard work, but from full wells. And mm-hmm. uh, she walked us through a, uh, practices, spiritual formation uh, practices, spiritual direction. I will not forget uh, having to go outside with you and only ask questions for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, just to, as she said, hey, you're going to go and only lead through questions. Yep. You know, do not provide feedback. And I was we like, did rule of life, Sabbath. Uh, rule of life, still sitting by my desk. I'm pulling it out tomorrow as I'm teaching um, how that, how the lattice. The rule, mm-hmm. which is li- literally the lattice, as she taught us uh, from the Latin. So some things that have just stuck with us. So I'm yeah. super excited for our listeners today. Me They're going to get some good stuff. They're, they will get something. <laughs> Hopefully challenge them. Yeah. And uh, that's my hope. Because it definitely, it definitely challenged me to, to, to be uh, aware of, of rest and things like that. I think so. she's already surprised about some of the things we actually remember. Yeah. She's like, she's probably like, paid she, attention. She, she's probably <laughs> like, oh, we're two minutes <laughs> I'm in. I'm looking at her face. Go, they can't go, see. Ahead, go ahead and end the recording. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can I talk? Yes. I mean, I, I'm time, like, please. I should come here once a week. I just feel so built up. Come on. Yeah. I, love it. I wish you were still coming here once a week. I definitely miss you. Yeah, yeah we do. I do too. Yeah. We do. It was great. Y'all were great. But yeah, let's... Uh, so tell us a little bit how... Okay, so spiritual formation was kind of my affinity of connecting with you. I remember when I had taken it with Jody Owens. Um, I was, I think, in the second class there, went on the second retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that's how it worked. And you actually came. I did not know you. You were kind of in the shadows and participating, but um, but I knew that was already important to you because, I mean, he wouldn't have invited you otherwise. So how, how did it even get on your radar? Yeah, well, Jody Owens was a big part of it. I never took his class, but I was his neighbor, and we were good friends with Jody and Stephanie. And um, 
I used to sit on my front porch and Jody and Stephanie would wander over and talk and then we'd, they'd turn into super long conversations about deep things. And um, so when Jody started doing those retreats, he invited me along just to be a presence there for the students to listen, pray for them, whatever, meet one-on-one with them. And so a lot of that stuff, that was my first introduction to spiritual formation, liturgical practices, you know, the way that we did the worship services were very liturgical. And I just remember feeling like I just came home. Like, I think I was adopted Mm. from Anglican parents or something. Mm -hmm. So I just always loved all of that. And um, then... I had been a nurse for most of my life and was working part-time as a nurse, but when my last child went to college, I thought, I'm just going to go study spiritual formation. I went to Asbury. I had the chance to go to Asbury Seminary, Mm. um, which has been in the news a lot lately, but um, special place. I'm just not surprised at all that that's Mm. happened there. Um, I would still be taking classes there if they were free. I loved it so much, but... Um, and didn't have any kind of career goals for spiritual formation. I just wanted to study it. It was, was for you personally. Mm. Yeah, as and at the time, I actually was teaching. Um, I was working as a coach with Pioneer Bible Translators, and I was coaching um, stu- uh, people that were getting ready to go be Bible translators. So there were all these like brilliant hmm. kids um, studying you know, to be Bible translators, and I yeah. thought it might help me not feel so dumb if I went and worked on a— um, a master's degree, but yeah, I just really loved it. And of course at Asbury there, they follow the Wesleyan tradition and they're all about John yeah. Wesley. Every class we took had a section on John Wesley. Mm. And so I love we, that personally. And yeah. And so we focused a lot on his methods. Yeah. I mean, Methodist church his we're based on John Wesley's methods. So, um, he was, he was all about spiritual formation, yeah, even though he didn't call it that. Yeah. 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 So you you kind of tasted a little bit with uh, Jody's classes when he was hosting those retreats, but had you read Foster or, or Willard or Ortberg or any of those at the time that were the yeah the I had read Ri- yeah we had all read Richard Foster back okay. in the late seventies early eighties yep. celebration of disciplines um, and yeah I kind of dabbled in that kind of reading I was just always drawn to it Dallas Willard's a little harder to read but yeah, yeah and John yeah, Ortberg yeah. Yeah, but, that's the that's the way I order them. Or like Willard would be the philosopher of the movement to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Foster would kind of put a little more framework and, and give you some practical application. Yeah. Ortberg's all practical. Yeah, all yeah. practical. Uh, he's a pastor. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but you you went back to Asbury and decided, hey, I'm going to study this more for personal benefit. Do you find that folks that are really I guess, drawn to spiritual formation or really love that, that work. It's really personal first. Those that are best at it, it's personal versus, I can't imagine someone like, I'm going to be a career spiritual formation guru. Like, that's a it great, has to be very personal. That's a great question. And I, I think you're absolutely right. I, you know, I feel like the people that um, were in the spiritual formation track program were people that were more like me. They loved mm. sitting around reading about the ancient like um, saints and mm-hmm. desert fathers and like it, it just was what we were drawn to. But then we would have um, people on preaching track come take spiritual formation classes mm. and they yeah, their their goal was a little different, yeah. and they, it was a little different, yeah. How but, can I teach this to others? How yeah, can I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that is, that was one of the fun things about seminary really 
connecting with people that like I would go out with my friends for lunch and we would talk about where which monastery we were gonna <laughs> you know make an appointment to stay at like who yeah. does this that's, that's cool yeah. weird people yeah that's super cool um this could be a little ahead but why so in 2012 I is when I was kind of like exposed to it for the first time in college I had a spiritual director who I thought was my small group leader and it turned out, no, we're going to talk, we're going to do like, like do Divina, things like the, um, Visio, Lectio. Uh, and then even like a lot of it turned into just like confession almost because he was just going through a phase of his life that he was very vulnerable and, and shared that, uh, in with us of when, what it looks like when everything hits the fan. I'll, I'll say all that because why it's like, we see books now more than ever getting published, published about rest and slowing down and Sabbath so, so like, why, why in 2020 or post 2020? Why now? What do, you, what do you think? And maybe that's too big of a question. And maybe that's just like, because, why now? Why be, is like spiritual direction so important? Just like or? becoming popular in like the younger gener, like my age group. You know, I was 18 when it was, but most 18 year olds weren't. Yeah, why being, a trend? Yeah, weren't well, being exposed to it. Mm-hmm. But you have like you have Enneagram, like all these other things. It's like. No, oh, no, now like spiritual disciplines are kind of like becoming a little bit like they this, can be hip, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, but nonetheless, yeah, I'm glad it's getting awareness. But yeah, I I don't know if this completely answers your question, but I I feel like I've seen a trend with people your age that um, you guys were brought up in churches that kind of entertained you to death, mm-hmm. and and I think it, it's just like what else can we do to be entertained mm-hmm. like there's nothing else and so I feel like people your age are like making a U-turn trying to go deeper yeah. they're they're more attracted to deeper things more people your age are attracted to Anglican churches and liturgical services more yeah. than ever because they want to be around something that is ancient that's been around way longer than they have been here and that's going to be here yeah. way longer than they're ever going to be mm-hmm. here so, yeah, that's... A- I would agree with that. I, I think every generation has their pendulum that they're swinging from their experience right. of upbringing. <laughs> I think about my mom, and here's the movie Jesus Revolution, which is when she found the Lord uh, in Nashville. But she was coming out of a very dead experience in the Church of Christ in Middle Tennessee, and she was like, I need something that's alive. Yeah. And she sought it in a lot of other things in that hippie movement before the Jesus Revolution got her caught up. Hmm. But... But it was her experience of, hey, this is what I experienced with my parents, the previous generation. I'm looking for more. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for something that's not entertaining me. Yeah. What's the what's the pendulum swing for that? I'm drawn to liturgy. I'm drawn to contemplation and meditation and, and solitude. Right. And, yeah. yeah, I think which that is, happens for every generation. Right, which is so different than what your grandparents experienced as transformational of what I was exposed to. Yep. That I, more or less, like it was like, not traumatizing, but like very put offish on me just from some of the things I experienced to where when I was exposed to spiritual directions, liturgy, like, you know, it gives me chills when, when like liturgy hits home really yeah. well. Yeah. So that's interesting. So what we have experienced is probably what we're going to try to use in allowing others to experience him that same way. Yeah. And it doesn't always work. It doesn't always translate. So how do we give them a, a, a well-orbed full experience in that that is formative? Yeah. That's interesting. Sure. Hmm. What were you going to say? Uh, well, are you asking that question? No, or? I'm just I'm okay. thinking out loud, literally. But <laughs> yeah, I I wonder too if you know all of the dysfunction that is coming to light in churches nowadays mm-hmm. is is waking people up to what's wrong and and you know 
I, I've heard that a lot of people that come out of church abuse and situations where there's a lot of dysfunction, toxicity in church, a lot of them are attracted to more liturgical services where there's no, there's no star of the show. There's no, the music isn't like going to a concert. It's mm-hmm. just, it's very, it's very low key. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's another thing. Yeah. Give me an acoustic guitar and a campfire. And that's all I need. Yeah. Maybe a cajon if we're feeling a little bit. Kumbaya, Jesus. Is that you? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Kumbaya, Jesus. <laughs> we're still seeing a Maverick City. It just looks a little different. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. But that's all great, too. Like, going to worship services are like, that are like concert are awesome, too. You know, it is true. There, there's a place for that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. What have been some of, like, the key highlights, the fence post, if you were, of your experiences in spiritual formation that you that have been really revolutionary for your your life and probably what you now as we're talking about it share with others whether you had mentioned going to a monastery or maybe you found like man this really fills me this really meets me and and uh, causes me to grow or stretches me and yeah. what have been some of those big those big moments maybe there's two or three yeah i don't know that they're big um I think coming out of seminary, I think we were talking about this before we started recording how, you know, you're, I'm so filled up with all of the techniques and all the processes mm. and all of that, that you're, you come out of seminary just wanting to share that with people. <clears throat> and all those, uh, those methods and processes are good. They're, you know, if you're not careful, that can lack depth. Mm. <clears throat> you know, it can be all about... How is this going to make me grow spiritually? How is this going to help mm. me be a, a better person, a more moral person? When the goal is union with God. Mm. It's, you know, I mean, there are all kinds of different definitions of spiritual formation. One, one person said spiritual formation is for the sake of others, which I agree with, but I think mm. it goes even farther. The goal is not like what I'm going to do with this, but just like, God yeah. made us for relationship. He wants to be with us. And I think all of us here probably grew up being good soldiers of the cross. Mm. Like, I'm going to love Jesus with all my heart. I'm going to yeah. serve him. What can I do to be a better servant? I mean, I went to the mission field. I was a nurse. Like, I did all of these things that I thought would please God. But I don't think it was ever really imprinted on me how important it was to just just rest in God, like just to understand how much God wants to love me Mm. instead of me always trying and striving. It's, Mm -hmm. it's more about just being caught. And I've actually heard a story. If I can tell just this short little thing that I heard Henry Nowen tell, and I can't believe Mm. it. I've never heard him tell this story till recently, but he talks about when he was a young boy, he traveled with a trapeze troupe in the circus (laughs) who knew around Germany and he said, you know, in in trap in the trapeze world, they're a flyer. There are the flyers and the catchers. Mm-hmm. And so the flyer is the one that you see up there flipping around, yeah. doing all the things. But he said the real hero is the catcher. Hmm. It's, um, you know, after you flip around, you come down and the catcher catches and then there's a return. He flips you back up and you go back up and you flip some more. So the, tra- the flyer couldn't do what he does sure. without the catcher. Hmm. But the real catch, pardon the pun to that, is <laughs> um, you have to be willing to be caught. Hmm. You can't 
you know, he said that the flyer that is grasping and moving around is, is going to mess up the process. You just have to trust the catcher. Mm-hmm. And he even says they close their eyes and they just fall into the, the hands wow. of the catcher. I just think that's such a beautiful metaphor for just letting ourselves be caught by God, yeah. just falling. Like, you know, when we were little kids and we used to fall back into the the pool, just trusting the water was going to catch us. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think sometimes with spiritual practices, we can get so caught up in the practice itself and that we're doing this and we're, yep. we're doing something good that we just forget, like the purpose is just to... Just, you know, like we talked about last semester, just resting in God. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a physical rest, all that, that's part of it, but it, uh, just a, a spiritual, just letting God do the work, just clearing out the clutter so that God can move in and, yeah. Yeah. and do the work. Yeah. Um, Christian's had a word for this year, and he's wishing he had changed it from content. That's so true. And, um, but, you know, I've, I've been challenging him, like, lately, like, have you, have you, have you given yourself time and space yeah. to rest? Because there's just been so much that has really challenged him finding contentment from yeah. home life with uh, an addition onto his home and contractor issues to transition, transition, family, yeah. all the things. Um, it, where Where is it that you find rest? Because like, I know it's, she said it's not active. I mean, it's not just like sleeping. It's not just, it may right. be at times, right? But you would, I know you've talked about that before. What, yeah. Well, uh, last week I did have uh, a quarter of a day away. Uh, mm. Things kind of did hit there. Uh, I did take my phone with me and put it far away, but I'm loud in case with a construction project going on that's ever looming doom. It seems like uh, <laughs> I have to have hear my phone <laughs> in case doom does call, and he he did. But um, but yeah, it you know my my spiritual director Dave uh, we met the week prior into spring break and he's like, I normally wouldn't tell you this because I'm, I'm not the type of guy that is like, do this just to do it. But he's like, I think like, and it's this, um, it's this book. I have it on my bedside. It's, um, 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 it's not every holy moment, but it's, uh, moments. I can't think of it, but it's like a morning prayer, a midday prayer, and then an evening prayer. And the evening prayer is the same every day. He's mm-hmm. like, if you don't do any of the others, do the evening one. Just do it. He's like, not because of right now for anything else. Just just do it. Uh, because uh, if you don't believe those words, eventually it's like some God. It's like it will click and it will make sense, or or it will. Uh, you're creating that space, and I and it's not like. That, and that really was just his, his point was it's just creating the space because mm. it's like if you yeah. don't feel anything if you're avoiding if you can't if you can't talk to God and you're frustrated and maybe even angry just do it yeah because it's you're just you're 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 just opening up just even a slight moment yeah. uh, like a portal or a hole or punching a hole in a cup to let water um, so yeah. yeah and that's kind of what that looks like right now it's there's no like. Yeah. Sabbath looks really weird. Uh, I'm frustrated. I'm angry, and uh, but I'm still doing, even yeah. in the in the midst of that. Have you ever heard the term "chop wood, carry water"? No, that's a big term mm-hmm. in the um, contemplative movement. It's you know every every time like that is not going to be ecstasy. Yeah. yeah, you know when you're sitting with God, when you sometimes it's boring, sometimes icky stuff comes up. But chop wood, carry water. 
I mean, that's how people that live mm. out in the woods, like that's how they survive. They die if they don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so you just do that, that mundane stuff every day, mm. every day. And over time, it does produce something yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. Chop, yeah. chop wood. Carry chop water. water, carry wood. No, <laughs> chop wood, carry water. Yeah. I mean, I like it's that. even like Brother Lawrence who, you know, he swept and swept and yeah. swept on the search for, you know. Practicing the presence. Just experiencing the presence. And, and for me, as, as I look at some of the disciplines, I think my initial gravitation towards, you know, some of Foster's material and things like that is like, oh, I love checking boxes. Yes. I feel so fruitful at the end of the day, knowing what I have accomplished. And then the challenge for me was, no, you have to, if you want this to be life-giving, it's got to be, it can't be checking boxes. It's got to be about communion. It's got to be about experiencing him. And so I may still have the things that are intentional to hopefully provide the space, but if it's just to check boxes, it's never life-giving. And that's why last year I looked at what I was doing with my Bible reading plan or my prayer time. I'm like, man, I am checking a whole lot of boxes. Wow. But I'm getting nothing out. And so mm. changed it completely. And, and sometimes that's where the, I love how the rule of life, as you present it to us, that lattice sometimes even needs to be restructured to provide growth in different mm-hmm. seasons. Because if it stays the same, it really like there's parts of the plant of our soul that aren't receiving light and, and it shifts to different areas mm, sometimes. Like and that. it's uh and so that's been really good for me to like, okay, you know, give fluidity to it. Um, mm-hmm. I remember my first burnout phase when I was in my young 20s in ministry. Boy, I went right back to everything that had given me life before and none of it worked. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out what does my life with God look like now? And that was that was like a couple of years of struggling to figure that out of how to express myself to God in a way that now felt like it connected with someone who had just burnt everything that had mm-hmm. worked before. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's those moments and I think in our life where it's like, Go into the monastery. Maybe something we need to do in, in a season more than others. And then there may be others where it's it's practicing community and we find joy in, in corporate work. And yeah. it's, it's whatever is the Lord is needing to do yeah. in us and through us. So, Michael, what's a practice that's bringing you life right now? Right now, I think a lot of mine has been listening. Um, and this has even kind of been a focus of mine with my relationship with my spouse, but providing time for me to listen to the Lord. So right now I look over there on my rule of life even, and I have scripture, but I have prayer slash listening because listening is kind of more of my focus of prayer right now versus me talking. Um, there's always things I could be talking about, but I think as I listen to him, I find him releasing me of the things that are my burdens and then I can receive from him. Mm. Um, so it's it's putting me in a place where I can really receive from him um, and yeah. then do the things that life is filled up with. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah listening has been huge for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your contentment, listening. And listening is not like my word <laughs> for the year. Yeah. yeah. What is Don't. your word? But is a big, um, do you have a word? Personally, safe and safety. Um, it was a big thing that I felt like the Lord was challenging me on last year to enter this year to provide a place of safe and safety. Because mm. sometimes I'm very up, I, I'm very high wound, uptight, and I t- I can take that into my home. And I realized my energy was carrying over to my kids. Mm. And so, telling me yep, that, yeah, just again this week as I was. Driving home. been challenged? Oh, been challenged a lot by my kids and just that we're seeing different behaviors out of, you know, some of our adopted kiddos and just like it's challenged that. And it's like, okay, again, I'm reminding myself to slow down, be quick to listen, listen, mm. slow to respond, slow to yeah. anger. Nice. And it's like if I can just change my tempo, change my pace, yeah. breathe a little more. Next year I'm going to pick something like gain weight. 
<laughs> something you know you can nail? <laughs> no, no, something that'll be challenged. So it's like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. Because <laughs> like you always do the opposite of your work. Oh, my goodness. I, I, don't, I don't do a word anymore. The no. last time I did a word, I did kindness. And it was like the whole like first three months, I was like, doggone it, I'm going to be kind if it kills me. And it, I, it felt very efforting to me. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I think just like surrender you know, yeah. that it, I don't know if it's a word, but it's just kind of this constant thing I keep behind uh, in front of me. Like, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. Like, I just surrender, just just fall back, just yeah. be caught. Yeah. yeah. I've never picked a word until this year, and no, it's there, not been our thing. There we go. <laughs> so I'm curious. We're gonna we're gonna transition a little bit to what what the heck is spiritual direction? But before yeah. we do, let's do a couple rapid fires, Christian. Sweet. Oh These are fun. This is part of the show, Jonder, where the questions get really fast. But the answers do, do the answers have to be fast because no, they stay they stay kind of slow. Okay. They actually kinda, they slow down. They okay. slow down a little bit. Uh, okay. So, without further ado, my favorite question: I love movies. Uh, it brings me joy to go to you know movie theater, see a movie. I went to see one last week by myself because I just needed to do that. Um, so this this question is: What is your favorite movie? And I'll preface with saying: You turn on the TV, it's halfway through it, but you're gonna watch it anyways because it's your favorite movie. Well, then I have two different answers. That's okay. fine. Because uh, Forrest Gump and Pretty Women are always on TV, <laughs> and I those are two that I do that with. But my favorite movie is Les Mis, the old one oh, with wow. Liam Neeson. Nice. Yeah. I just love the redemptive story of when the priest lets him take the silver and says i have redeemed your soul with this silver and then it it just changes his whole life mm. after that who am i i love that one late yeah. is that's a good one yeah. that's a good one that's an old one too i like yes, the musical too and my best date can i go into my best date that yeah. brent has ever taken me on one day one weekend we were traveling up to pennsylvania to see his his brother and his wife and he said i hope you brought something nice to wear because um, we're going to leave the kids with Brian and Edie, and you and I are going to go to New York and see Les Mis on oh, Broadway. Wow. Yeah, he had planned the whole thing That's without awesome. me knowing it. It Brent was Brewer, awesome. The yeah, goat. He's the wow. best. He <laughs> he's is the, the best. Stepping it up. Uh, what is your most influential book slash person? So it could be like a specific Gosh. book, or it could be an author that you... You're or like, someone you're listening to. Or, or listening to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like it changes, but yeah, like... Henry now and I think right now it's yeah I just yeah my my son sent me a text this last week asking uh, he he had taken a picture of a quote from Henry now and and it was so beautiful and I said mm, I want to I just want to get back into him a little bit so yeah. I've been yeah. I got, watching I got like three or four of his books and just yeah really connected with him yeah. in college and always flip back through them through, through different have you ever watched him year. speak Mm-mm. I don't know what the man looks like. Oh my gosh, he's so animated when he talks. You'd never know that by reading his yeah. books. He seems so huh. like calm, calm and, and collective, right? <clears throat> but he's fun. He's fun to watch. Um, I'm curious about the answer to this last question, number know. three. Yeah. So this is uh, this can be a little seasonal. Uh, I know we're coming out of winter and fall and moving into spring slash summer. Um, what um, are you doing, number three? I, I'm doing the comfort food. Okay, so, for yeah. a vegan. Yeah. I'm really curious. So what would be like your go-to comfort food? Like it's been a long day. It could be seasonal, but it could just be like, no, I've had a crappy day and I need this. Makes you feel good. Food. Mm. What There's so what many. Which I'm learning because, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, food can be a, like a, a manipulation of like what I'm feeling internally. But anyways, go for that one. <laughs> What's your vegan comfort um, food? Or, or maybe it's pre-vegan life. Oh, oh, don't don't tempt her. No, I I mean there's lots of vegan food out. You know, you eat, you eat, do you eat vegan too? 
Sometimes, I eat dairy free. Okay. Lots of good <laughs> vegan food. So something that I've started fixing recently, um, I've started going to Red Bud Kitchen. Have you been there? Uh-uh. Oh, they're so good. They're on Severe Avenue. And Dana, they have these, Dana's mentioned it. Yeah, I've taken her there. So they there's these little, they're like pitas, and they put um, mushrooms and feta cheese and um, balsamic glaze mm-hmm. and pesto. Mm-hmm. So I've started making those at home with vegan. You can buy really good vegan feta. Yeah. I, huh. need to, I need to tell you about that. But it's, yeah, so that's kind of a good, like, I can just pop that in the air fryer. Nice. And that's, Dude, the air fryer it makes anything good. It does. Yeah. It's facts. Okay. That's, so that's a fun one. Shout out Red Bud <laughs> for these. these yeah. like Peter. Yeah, I like falafel, it. and falafel is vegan. So I'm going yeah. to Kava. Here in just a couple minutes. Yeah. That's great. I love Middle Eastern and mm. Indian, like sitar. Yeah. It's probably my favorite restaurant. So that's restaurant. a comfort. That's a comfort food for you. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Man, a sitar buffet. That's mm. all. Let's go fire. there. Rapid fire. Yeah, let's go. Challenge is ready. Yeah. So <laughs> as we're as we're kind of getting to our last segment, um, I really like to switch gears and talk about spiritual direction, um, which is different than spiritual formation. Right. Kind of define that for our listeners and and what exactly that looks like. Yeah. So spiritual formation is kind of just the process of, you know, just working on your inner life and just allowing, of course, we don't form ourselves. We, like we were talking about, we just make space for God to do the formation in us. Spiritual direction is actually a um, practice of sitting with people, and it's either one-on-one or sometimes it's in groups, but um, process of sitting with people and just helping them um, attune to what God's doing around them and in them. Hmm. So, you know, if you look at counseling, counseling something, usually in counseling you start out by looking back, like, you know, what's happening in your past that's causing you to have, you know, whatever's going on now. If you're coaching someone, you're looking forward, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. what are you going to, you know, what are your goals? How are you going to move forward? How are you going to get past these obstacles? Spiritual direction is more about sitting in the now, sitting in the present with people. Mm -hmm. And um, so you're not really directing people. There's a little bit of direction to it. It's kind yeah. of a misnomer because the best directors don't just like give I've, advice. Yes, yeah. and I've been to directors like that, and it's it, it's like now. And I'm a person that doesn't really love being told what to do, so that's yeah. kind of hard. For me. Doesn't sit well. <laughs> but it's asking really great questions. It's you know, it's really trying mm. to both of you attuning to the Lord. So when I'm listening to somebody talk. I'm sitting and asking the Lord, like, how do you want me to respond? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you showing me about how I can respond to this person? So it, you do use some of the same methods that you do with counseling, like you're listening for themes sometimes. If someone gets teary or starts talking about emotions, mm-hmm. you kind of hone in on that because it's you really are trying to help people get from their head to their heart. Yeah, And I love doing spiritual direction with pastors the the um, retreats that Jody does now are with pastors. He yeah. doesn't do it with students anymore. He does it with guys out um, on the you know in the field doing the work. And now when I go, I do spiritual direction with them, like mm. in a kind of a structured way. And I was kind of nervous about that at first, but I love it because pastors are so in their head. Yeah. yeah. But when they have that safe space bringing them down to their heart like it's they it's like they just love it and they open mm-hmm. up and they're very open yeah and I the challenge of kind of getting them there i really love that mm. and it's i've had some real mm. sweet times like sitting with 
with guys and gals in the in the ministry. Yeah. So, so like, if, if go ahead, I was gonna say it's very like, spiritual direction was compared to me recently of like a marathon, um, mm-hmm. like running a marathon. Like it's very kind of easy for that first part, but you you know where you're going, and you you get to that wall moment where you have to kind of break through the wall as like as someone going through it to get to like where it's like that first I think it's like first 12 miles or whatever or something like that because it's like 26.2 and so it's like that first 12 miles it's like okay cool but then like the next three or four are really tough and you're questioning everything to the point to where you get to the wall and break through where it's like no I can I can get there and like kind of like it's mental. This is breaking through the wall of like, okay, now yeah. we're, now we're yeah, here, yeah. kind of that home stretch. Yeah, and that's mm. really good because like the temptation, you know, when I first went to spiritual direction training, for all of us, it was, you know, we want to, you want to fix people. Mm. You're listening to people talk about what's going on and it's like, I've got the answer for you. Here's a scripture. Let me tell you what mm-hmm. to do. And yeah. that's not what it's about yeah. all at you're, all. You're really training, you're coaching or training a runner yeah. to get them to Right. And it themselves. and sometimes like if somebody's going through a really hard time, it's helping them stay there. Mm. Like, let's sit in the grief. Let's sit mm-hmm. in the pain. What does that look like? Um, yeah, and that's hard for me. I'm a fixer. Like I'm I'm actually coaching comes more naturally mm. to me. I love to help people get from A to B and yeah. you know, give them the courage yeah. to move forward. But um, it's so important to, I've learned a lot from my spiritual director, di- director. She's great at like, she actually told me recently, I, I went through a, a, a time a couple of years ago that was real hard for me. And, and she told me recently, she said, I don't think you fully grieved like mm. this, hmm. this thing. Yeah. And I said, Beth, people are sick to death of hearing me talk about it. I'm sick to death of talking about it. Mm. You know, like I'm sick of hearing myself talk about it. And I said, when does grieving turn into complaining? And, and you know, instead of answering mm. that question for me, she said, well, what do you think? Like, what is the difference? <laughs> and why don't, why don't you take that? <laughs> does your Questions. director do that with you too? But it's like, take that home with you and think about that. And um, yeah, so that's that's what yeah. spiritual direction is. Like she, sometimes you give people observations. You're not just asking questions. Sometimes you yeah. can say like, I'm like she did with me. Like I'm observing, like I really am feeling like you, you've yeah. got more to grieve in this situation. Yeah. So, hmm. um, that, so that's where kind of maybe the direction would come in, but it's not, um, it's not just telling. I think most people, when they come to spiritual direction, they think they say, Oh, I thought that you were going to help me set myself up on a plan for Bible study. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and tell mm. me what to do and teach me, you know, it'd be more like a Bible study where you're teaching me some kind of a lesson, but. No. Which is good for our listeners to hear that don't know that. Cause I think that is yeah. like the, the misconception of it is it, you know, it's, it could be like counseling with steps and things and, or a fix or, but it is just, it's, it's training to where you can experience, you know, God in, in a different new yeah. potentially, or just someone that is, you know asking those tough questions my my spiritual director was always like so where's your red dot where where is god in all of this or where are you at in all of this and and one of his other big things that i use a lot is moving into so it's like in in the heaviness and the brokenness because he 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 drilled that into us Mm. and like i'm moving into this issue i have Mm. i can't avoid it anymore i realize it i acknowledge it and god's asking me to move into it move into it my family with the people that i'm directing yeah. Um, and a good director will help you 
be okay with like moving into that. Yeah. I think, you know, with where you're at in the faith community, we, we try to avoid, like, we want to be joyful and victorious yeah. and all mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. Let's but, go around pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those are all, I think they're all three very helpful. I mean, a counselor to help you deal with some past that is causing you yeah. uh, issues today. Mm-hmm. Um, a coach that is helping you see the future. I mean, I think, Ted Lasso is definitely not a spiritual director. You know, mm-hmm. he tells his team, he's like, hey, after you're done being sad, let's be a goldfish. You know, yeah. let's let's have a short memory and uh, and move on. And and so that's hey, that's great coach advice yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to, to move forward, to have vision for what's next. But you can't you need we need all three. Yeah, we need we need directors, too, in our life. And I'm meeting more and more even in here in Knoxville um, that are meeting with folks. And John, I know you do that as well, mm-hmm. um, that you sit with folks. And uh, you were one of the first that I, I really saw was kind of doing that or stepping into that, that then we're meeting others that were doing the same and began talking to one another. Hey, what, how are you doing this? What are you doing? Um, and I think that's really neat. So if anyone that's listening now, you, hey, you're in this area, I really recommend if you're looking for someone to just to kind of step into spiritual direction, reach out to Jondra Brewer. How could they find you? Oh, gosh. I don't have a website or anything. You can find me on Facebook, though, Okay. And I'm the only John Brewer yeah. for probably miles and miles. <laughs> no so that makes it easy. That's yeah. good. Well, I definitely would encourage our listeners if they're in this area. For sure. And, and our listeners to acknowledge, like, I don't know if they heard, but we, you have structure in your life. I don't necessarily live with structure. So it's like... What's you, structure to you? Yeah. Yeah. You you <laughs> checking boxes, that's, that's like alleviating that. Yeah. And for me, it's like... No, just do it like check the box yeah so there is a difference to like i hope that our listeners caught that in that conversation i wanted to point that out of like we're very different people and we both have different needs to how to connect with god yeah so either just check the box or no you got to alleviate some of this because you you're gonna yeah it's like you just need to experience me without the box yeah so it's great it's mm. great how all of this can can reach us where we are to bring life and, and growth. And so yeah. That's what it is to experience God. Light a candle, bake some bread, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy a Sabbath. That's right. Turn that stove on Sabbath mode, which you can do. Yeah. If you I've got need. five kids and two dogs. I'm lighting a candle for a different reason. <laughs> 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 this was good. This was yeah. a really good conversation. Yeah, Chandra, thanks so much for just taking time. Thank you. And uh, hey, I, I look forward to a part two down the road. Yeah, I feel like we really only touched a little bit yep. of some of this. So maybe... If there's specific topics. Maybe in another season as you're doing some other things that I know are coming up on the horizon that we aren't talking about right now, but uh, we may have another topic to dive into. Yeah. That'd be great. Awesome. Jondra, thanks so much. And our listeners, until next time, we look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget, podcast at kiko.org. Kiko.